What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to The Motion Show, episode 27. So happy to be here on a beautiful Tuesday. Um, Yeah, just been chilling at the crib, working on some new music, playing a little guitar, sending some emails, you know, doing my thing, my work from home thing, but if you do it right, it doesn't feel like work. Lately, I've just been feeling pretty inspired. Um, Went to that music conference yesterday, and it's hard to believe that was just yesterday. It seems like so long ago, but it was just yesterday, and had a great time. Really met a lot of cool um, entrepreneurs, just people in the music industry, from professors to students and uh, alumni. A lot of people made some good contacts, and... So I've just been uh, feeling pretty inspired. I've got this upcoming album release that I'm really trying to get all my ducks in a row for. You know, I just I want I want the music video and the photography and the music and uh, the graphics, the posters, everything all to just feel like it has a symbiotic, um, you know thread going through it and part of working on that is getting photography done and so my good friend Kristen Greger was lovely enough to stop by and have a conversation with me she's a great photographer you can check out her work by um, going to pedal and glass photography just google that and her stuff will come up she's on Facebook and she's all over the place Uh, or you can just look at the picture in the background of my Facebook page, which is an awesome picture she captured of me and my bandmates cracking up laughing. It's a really cool picture because we're kind of all in a circle and she caught like a genuine laugh and we all have just really genuine looks on our faces. We're all kind of leaning back and um, it's just a really cool picture and when I look at it I think of that show that night we sold it out, we played a killer show and it just kind of captures that memory for me and she does a great job of doing that. So, uh, yeah, she stopped by and we had a conversation about all kinds of different things. Um, I, of course, as usual, just rambled and rambled on. And we talked about religion and photography and music and traveling and talked about the show, The Office and uh, nostalgia. And, oh, man, we just covered a lot of different things. We talked for about an hour or so. I won't keep you any longer. Um, here is my conversation with Kristen Greger. Hey, hey, here with Kristen Greger of Pedal and Glass Photography. She uh, she was in the area and stopped by for a chat. So how's it going? You, so what were you doing today? You were up in Philly for the... Uh, tell the people what you were doing. <laughs> so I was in Philadelphia meeting with some other... Um, creative entrepreneurs who just get together once a month and talk about issues that face our business and today you, we're talking about SEO. When you say entrepreneurs, like is it, like because you're into photography, like is yeah. it more photography based or is it like all over the map? There are a lot of photographers, but you know, you have wedding planners and um, interior designers and all kinds of people get together. Okay. So what was their, uh, so it was... SEO they were Mm -hmm. they were focusing on today yeah and what was their uh what was some of the stuff because like I mean I like are you familiar with uh Gary V Gary Vanderchuk he's like he's got his own uh marketing company and he 
does all kinds of videos and he does he like works with Bud. I'm pretty sure he produced the. For those of you who know sports, and I'm a big sports fan, there's a new Dwayne Wade commercial out. If you know who Dwayne Wade is, mm-hmm. basketball player, and he um, he's this is his last year, so he's been doing these uh, these exchanges of jerseys, like every game he plays with different players. And Budweiser just put out a commercial that I, I'm pretty sure Gary, his his ad agency produced, and basically he's does he's getting surprised. He doesn't know who he's trading jerseys with. He's in like this in the middle of this empty basketball arena, and then all these fans start coming up. I'm gonna get like I might cry talking <laughs> about this, but no, it's emotional. And it's all these people that he's helped over the years that he doesn't even remember, oh like like hurricane victims. Yeah. There was a Parkland kid that got shot who was a huge fan, and his mom came and like gave him the kid's jersey, and it, like it is such a mo- it was such a moving commercial. Everybody's talking about it today, so it's like the power in branding and marketing yeah. and SEO because it's all over Twitter and mm-hmm. all over. I've seen it everywhere today. Everybody's talking about it. It's worldwide. Like mm-hmm. I mean, so. It's, Tell me some of the stuff they were talking about because it's constantly evolving, you know what I mean? And I, I think that's cool. Uh, well, we talked a little bit about um, just uh, optimizing your website to be found on search engines and how to leverage different platforms to get pe- traffic to your website. Um, but kind of like what you're talking about, what it comes down to at the end of the day is providing um, content through your business that uh, provides value for your customers. Um, because nobody wants to just hear the self-promoting blog right. post or right. you know somebody who's constantly just talking about things that they're interested in it's about trying to engage your audience and stuff that matters to them and hopefully provide content that's helpful to them and informative to them so yeah i think like a big thing too for me is like i think collaboration is huge and like I really noticed it with my sneaker collection as you can oh, yeah, see that's incredible. to your right she's she's sitting for those of you at home She's sitting right by my sneaker collection, but um, if you know, I could show you a lot of these sneakers. And what really attracted me to a lot of them is some of them are like exclusive collaborations. Mm-hmm. Where like I have a shoe that was New Balance and this uh, shop called Ubic up in Philly, and they only released like sixteen hundred pairs, and they're super nice. And it was just like a niche thing, and it was you know like I just think even what we're doing right now, you know, yeah. you and I collaborating, you have an audience of people, I have an audience of people, and it's, you know, just cr- crossing those uh, genres and, and lines and everything like that. There's nothing that's off limits. That's true. That's how I feel anyway. It's very true. I don't know how that is, how you how you would work that in the photography, but I guess like, we you take my pictures and people see them. Right. So you yeah. put your little water seal on there, right? Well, business in general is very relational, especially in the small business realm. So, I mean, in my small corner of the market, it's collaborating and partnering with people who um, are in the same industry, like uh, florists or, um, you know, bridal shops or something. But in a broader sense, it's about making relationships and connections with people like yourself or people um, that aren't necessarily directly related to your industry, but are just... Uh, people that you believe in and believe in working with and uh, you can't do it as an island as yeah. much as sometimes I'm kind of yeah. like an introvert like I kind of control like control freak and yeah. be like yeah <laughs> that that's something that guy Gary V says also is that he, he has the 80% rule if it's if it's if it's 80% or better just put your stuff out there you know what I mean mm. don't be so uh, 
don't be such a perfectionist about yeah. like getting it to a hundred percent because some people just they never get their stuff out. Yeah, exactly. It, it never goes out. It's just like because it's never perfect. And there's a, I don't know. That's kind of like subjective, isn't it? Like it perfection. Is. Oh, it so is, so is. And I mean, you know this as an artist that the people who are listening to your music aren't at the level that you're at in terms of like. Right. Um, the amount of time that you dedicated to music theory and growing as a musician um, they're just not at that level most of them aren't at yeah. that level 95 99% of them aren't that level you're so right. like they're not thinking critically about your work they're just like feeling your work yeah and if it can be felt then it's worth sharing well yeah I mean like that's what I said we were I was having a conversation because you know we were saying and I went to that I went to the Rowan I always say it wrong, but the Rowan, the Rowan Music Industry Career Fair. I said it right. <laughs> <laughs> first try. And uh, yeah, I went to that yesterday, and it was awesome. It was the first one, time they'd ever done it. Live Nation was there, World Cafe Live, Gable Music Ventures, uh, Ladybug Music Festival. There was just, like a bunch of people there, just all in the industry. And it was, it was awesome. Like everyone just collaborating, students, alumni, professors, everyone was just buzzing. It was good vibes. And I did a podcast episode last night that was like talking about how they say 75% of success is just showing up. Mm. And I was like, it's that is absolutely 100% true. Yeah. 75% of the time it works every time. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> it's like, that is the absolute truth in my opinion. Because yeah. just showing up. I mean, you find that too? Like just. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. It's like, well, I mean, from a very technical point of view if you're showing up every day on your on your blog on your website or your social media um your audience recognizes that search engines recognize that so from a practical from a practical practical stance it's very important um but relationship wise too it's also very important so it's very it's very buzzwordy nowadays with the <laughs> the computer stuff it's always like algorithms yes, and yeah. uh um you know What's the other word they always use? Uh, I don't know. Something about how they like compute the algorithms mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And it's just like, I, I get, do you ever get like burnt out on that? Because yeah. like, I mean, I love doing the podcast. The podcast is fun. Yeah, so, podcasts are awesome. Yeah, podcasts rule. And it's like, I feel like every day somebody else starts a new podcast. It's like, it's a flood of podcasts, but I'm fine with that because I don't believe in, I don't really believe in, I guess I would call it like artistic scarcity. Mm. I just think there's enough people that everyone, there's room for everybody to have a podcast. If Mm -hmm. you like, you know, some people might be like, oh, like I don't want everybody to start a podcast because then that's going to take people away from mine. It's not. If you're putting out content that's enjoyable and people get something out of it. Mm -hmm. And I've been blown away just by people writing me messages like, hey, like I listened to your podcast on the way to work. It was awesome. Or just put some fire emojis or something (laughs) like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, cool. Yeah, that's like, and I never know. I put out one last night. I woke up this morning. Five people had already listened to it. I put it out at midnight. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder who those five people were. (laughs) Because I don't know. Right. It's on like six different platforms. And I'm hoping that that'll help my SEO and everything like that. But, um, so what have you been doing like photography wise lately like a lot of weddings i know you do a lot of weddings yeah. but any any other stuff like, i poking do in there? all kinds of stuff weddings engagements portraits um actually this past few weeks i've been working on some creative projects and starting to gear up for the spring and the summer and going back to doing a bit more personal work because 
I miss it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a it. shoot. We're gonna yeah. do a shoot or two. We gotta shoot some stuff. That'd be yeah. really fun. Cause I um I'm gonna I, I have an intern right now, Sarah, who's awesome. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Boo Wop. Both our interns are awesome. And uh, so her friend Tori does really cool graphics, and she's an amateur f- photographer, but she's really good. And uh, so I was I'm I'm still going to shoot something with her. Mm-hmm. Um and but when I told my buddy you know, Buckwheat, mm-hmm. he went to school for photography yeah. and he doesn't do it anymore. He sold all his stuff and he's, he's working on other stuff, but, um, he's like super technical. And in his mind, he's like, Kristen is a genius. You have to work with Kristen for like this album. Cause I'm releasing this album and it all, I'm trying to really make it all one vision, like music video, uh, podcast, artwork, everything yeah. just all at once really have like a nice symbiotic, uh, I don't know, relationship, yeah. whatever you would call it. But um, where was I going with that? I forget. I was going to ask you a question. Um, anyway, but, uh, so, oh, I was going to ask you, like, so so what's, anything unusual? Anything, like, crazy? Anything different? Um, Are you taking any pictures of, like, uh, models in bikinis or anything like that? <laughs> like, or, uh, you know, like... Uh, masochistic people that are doing crazy weird stuff. There's okay. some weird photography there on There is some Instagram. weird photography. But it's cool. It's like, it's all art, you know? So I've always wanted to do a photo shoot that involved water because I've always been so, like, attracted and inspired by, like, streams and lakes. And yeah. like, I just always thought that was the most beautiful thing. So I actually put out a model call not long ago for some people to to come shoot with me like and go out and like be in a stream and like oh, do some that's, like crazy stuff see that's there. dope that's what that i love yeah. that you're getting into that because you know like when we first started working together you were you were you were saying like you really wanted to break into some different stuff like right have some do some art as well as pay the bills you know yeah so what i love about photography is like i mean there is a creative aspect to what i do with couples and uh weddings and that sort of thing i love most of all is like serving them and like like that's part of completing their vision and making sure that I am capturing the kind of things that they want on their wedding day and it's a very collaborative thing and I love that but in terms of like very very creative it doesn't have the same control that you can achieve doing your own sort of uh, creative photo shoots and you know what I don't mind the fact that it's something I do in my personal time because I think when it comes down to it, sometimes it's really nice to just ha- like reserve a part of your creativity that's like just for you and just for fun and like yeah. just kind of well, you never, something that you do. Look at this thing. Look at this photo to yeah. our right, which would... Do you know what this is called? This photo? Uh-uh. It, for you know, For the listeners out there, we're looking at... I have a big um, portrait on my wall of all the old school dudes. I can't remember what building this is. I want to say maybe the... It's not the Empire State Building. Everybody thinks it's like the Empire State Building, but it's not. But I can see Central. I'm pretty sure I can see Central Park right there. Or it could be the Chrysler Building. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But you guys know the picture where all the old school dudes are sitting on that high beam. Everybody's seen it for the most part. If you haven't, you could probably just Google old dudes sitting on beam <laughs> in sky or something like that. And uh, like, do you think the guy that took that or... or, or it's probably a guy. Let's face it. It was back then. It was a guy. A guy took that picture. But who, you know, whomever took that picture, 
do you really think they thought it would be hanging on people's walls yeah. and stuff like that later? You, I mean, it's art. It's it's amazing what you can capture. Uh, we were Buckwheat and I were talking about that picture you took of us outside at World Cafe Live. We were all laughing. Yeah. It was such a great yeah. shot because we're all kind of leaning back, and you can really tell it's genuine. You yeah. caught a genuine moment where we're all laughing. And we always laugh, like all when I get all those guys together. So, like that's my background on my uh, on my Facebook right now. So, how did the, did the shoot come together in the water? Probably gonna wait till it gets warmer out. Okay, I was gonna say that <laughs> would be a cold shoot. No, it's in the works. It's in the works. I'm starting early, and uh, but like what you were saying, I loved that you really enjoyed that photo that I took, and that's kind of like what I was talking about. About it's a for a lot of my work, it's about serving other people. Right. And like part of what is so cool about photography or making any kind of art, like I know you do, is like it intersects with people's lives. Yeah. And you may not be able to see exactly how it impacts the other person, um, but it's just very rewarding that it does. Like uh, I went over my grandma's house a few weeks ago, and like I could hear your music from the road. It was turned up so loud in her house. Really? Like, yeah, Are you serious? I'm not kidding. Your she's grandma's just, awesome. She is awesome. But like she's just rocking. I'm like, I gotta tell Gooch. You she was rocking out to she, Gooch in the Motion. Would she have a CD? Rocking. Yes, she bought your CD. I love your family. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Where you don't even know how yeah, the art like intersects with somebody else's that's life. That's so cool. That is really sweet. I, yeah, I feel really lucky. I mean, it's, I mean, I could say the same thing about the photo because when I open up my Facebook and I see that, I get a warm feeling and I get yeah. like a nostalgic feeling when I yeah. see everybody laughing. It's like, there's my buds. We were outside. We and then I go, oh yeah, we we sold out and killed that show that yes. night. Like that was a good show. That's what we do as artists. Is like, um, we hope to bring to the table something that makes people feel something. Yeah. And like what I love capturing. And candids is just like the whole spirit of the moment, yeah. and you're just feeling it. And the, and with your music, like you are sharing a part of yourself that other people can feel. Yeah, and, and they they get connected to you and your story. It's kind of crazy because uh, I don't know, like I, I I'm always up going down <laughs> up late at night going down YouTube rabbit holes yes. of like <laughs> quantum mechanics and uh, you know different theories about different. Uh, you know, just all different aspects of life and things like that. And then trying to balance that out with my faith and everything like that, which I know you're a person of faith. And yeah. um, I've always felt that fellowship with you and your husband and your family and everything like that, which is awesome. I always talk about that with you. Like, because <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I know you're not supposed to ask a woman's age. How old am I? Yeah. I'm 28. You're 28. I don't, I don't ever mind that Okay, question. I know you don't. But you look like you're younger than 28. <laughs> so I, I wasn't sure. I knew you were in your 20s, yeah. but... Um, I feel like a lot of young people aren't going, uh, aren't very, uh, they're just kind of lost. There's not yeah. really, um, not really as many outlets for them to find something to have faith. And I think faith is a really important thing. I think it's mm -hmm. important to have, my grandmom always said, purpose and faith. Mm -hmm. And so I think for us, our art also intersects with kind of who we are at, mm -hmm. at our core definitely. but I, I definitely wanted to ask you a little bit about if you don't mind talking about sure. it because um, you know for a young person and when I met you I found that really remarkable about you and your husband I was like here's two people who are way more buttoned up than I am and I'm young <laughs> or, or they're younger than me I'm older than them 
man, they're way more buttoned up. I got to step my game up. Like, <laughs> like that's how it made me feel when I met you guys, which was a good thing. And, uh, but what, what really, um, brought you into kind of being, you know, a religious, I don't want to call it a religious person. I don't know if you would call it religious. Do you call it religious? Um, no. I, I call it a spiritual, <laughs> spiritual person, person or a faithful person. Yeah. So I... You have a faith that, that in, a, in, a, in a belief system. Right. That you have a code, so to speak. So I feel like, as with most people, um, they kind of grew I grew up in a church, and um, I still go to that church that I grew up in, but... I think the greater questions of faith came later on in my life, and when I went off to college, I got involved um, with a church up there, and uh, I think the whole process of faith has been sort of like a willingness to ask the hard questions and discover for yourself like what is at the heart of this book, the Bible that we believe in. Um, and also, like, taking ownership of that faith and not letting it just rest as something that, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a Christian. I was born into a Christian household. That means I'm a Christian. I think if your faith is genuine, then you have to, like, test it. You have to, like, see what you really believe. You have to know what you believe. And uh, you have to, like, you, I don't know how else to say it, but you just have to be... Um, you can't just like passively. Yeah, say, this I get, what, is you're, who I I get am. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, because I go back and forth because um, there's, you know, I play my music in clubs and things like that. And I've gone, I've been to churches where I almost feel like they've kind of looked down on that. And, but then I've had other people like church elders and pastors and stuff like that say that, you know, as as a Christian and as a person of faith, you're a fisher of men, and you have to use the right bait, as they would say. Mm. And uh, you know, like some like I have gospel songs on my new record, and I'm all and I always make sure to you know we're all you know it is truly blessing for all of us to be here today. You know, I try and like sprinkle that into my set, even though couple songs later I might play "Roll It Up." I want to get stoned. You know what I mean? I mean it's like. It, I, I, I pepper that in and try to like hit that with the audience because I think people need that nowadays. Like I just see so many young people who are lost and and there's like so much anxiety, suicide, depression. And then I see, you know, I, I meet people like you and meet some of the other people I've met who may not be even Christian. They may be Wiccan. They may be uh, Buddhist. They may be Muslim, you know, Jewish, but they kind of have like a core thing. And when I say Wiccan, I don't mean like they're, I've learned a lot yeah, about, I know what you know. I yeah, know I've learned you know. a lot about like some people believe in like seasonal changes and astrology. And, and if that's what you believe, that's cool. And I've kind of, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but like, I've, I don't know, lately I've just, I wanted to talk to you about it because I know you're really rooted in, in Christianity and faith and everything. And I am as well, but I'm always like just getting peppered with science, and then I'm like I try to balance the science with the oh, yeah. with with the faith and the religious side. I try to do gym, like mental gymnastics. Mental gymnastics, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just was wondering if you ever struggled with that. Oh, if you ever, for sure. Because you're you're a really intelligent person. Like, <laughs> well, thank you from, for that vote of confidence. From from what I can, <laughs> you know, from what I gather, you're a pretty intelligent person. And uh, so it's, you know, it's nice to have an open conversation with someone of faith but who also might 
might be like, yeah, you know, something in the Bible that might not sound exactly like how it could happen, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Or something like that. Or you hear something scientific that, you know, disproves something and you're like, ah, how do I balance this? How do I, you know, come yeah. to terms with this? Well, I feel like this is so cool that we're talking about this because it's been maybe a journey that I've been on for the past year and a half where I had these questions that maybe weren't at the forefront of my mind, but just kept building up over time. It's like, yeah, but like really with the the snake and in the garden and the seven days, like did it really happen like that? Yeah. And I feel like as a Christian too, maybe our default mode is like defensive. Like, yeah. like what science says this and you're just like kind of putting your fists up because it just, that's kind of the culture that we were brought up in as right. Christians. Yeah, well, especially bit. nowadays, too, with, like, how everybody's so tribal and just... Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. don't... So you get so defensive yeah. and, like, you just... it's And for a lot of Christians, I feel like they just want to shut it down before the questions even come up and they never explore what the foundations of their faith really are. Right. So uh, what I found, though, because I was really interested in truth. Like, I was really interested yeah. in, like... I, I can't be part of like a collective delusion about where we came from. Like that's not I who feel I'm going to be. I feel you. I that's feel not you. who I'm going to be. Like right. this isn't like um, Lord of the Rings or something. Well, it's like we were saying, like as we get older, we we were talking about movies, but like it kind of is like that with books. Yeah, uh, sure. Everything, like everything you believe in, it's like, I mean, there's so many things I've just had to unlearn yes. that I learned from like age, you know, one to 18, 20 years old. And then it's like, you know, I give credit to some people who I've met my in my life, including uh, your cousin Erica, who like she taught me a lot of different things that I didn't know about. You know, women and and being with her in a relationship and meeting her family and meeting you guys. Like, you guys were super accepting of me, and that was the first time I'd really kind of like connected with um, you know going to someone else's house and feeling comfortable in their home and being oh, accepted yeah. and stuff. But, I'm yeah, it was good. It was a good experience. The Christmas parties were always fun. Yeah, yeah so. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, so, like you were saying, I'm not going to be part of a collective. Oh, yeah. You know, that is del delusional and. Exactly. And it's like, there's some people who are just like, okay, this person is not, I don't, I'm not, I always say, or it's, it's, I'm sorry, I'm mumbling, but my friend Jason once told me, I met this girl. And she was just a pure, true believer, had like the uh, the promise ring and everything like that. And I was like, dude, I met this girl and she did it. And he just goes, she's a different kind of Christian than you, bud. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that was savage. But you're so right. Well, I think there's for sure a difference between like having a blind faith that just like wants to shut out every thing else that doesn't align with what you've been taught and then there's like a faith that isn't afraid to ask hard questions of like if you're going to build your life upon a foundation you need to like yeah. investigate and, it needs to be and, solid it needs to be solid for sure and what i came to the conclusion was over the past year and a half is that the bible is reliable and it's not just a matter of I mean, Genesis is one I get questions on a lot from people who um, either are not believers or even people within the church. But I think what is important to remember about um, the Hebrew Bible or our Old Testament is that it's not a book 
that was written with science in mind. It's not a well, science textbook. And, and we don't know that it, everything was meant to be literal. Like, Well, it, that's, I mean, I, I, I don't want to ever tell God, like, hey, that can't be true. Right. It could be true. But I think what's more important for, uh, I think what's the, the greater and more profound truths are in 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 the sort of symbolic what we're what what is the story we're being told what right. what are we meant to know about this well you know god created man he put him in the garden he put him in charge of of this good world that he had created so like what do we get from that well we're made in the image of god that Which we is... have a, a a major responsibility and a um we have this incredible onus that we you know need to be um, imaging God in in the way that we take care of people in our relationships yeah. and go through and the go through world. the struggle and use those, you know, empathy and compassion and sympathy and love, to, you know, those those great great things that we have in life. That's how I feel too. Like we're supposed to be using those those uh, what do you call them? Those morals that you learn growing up and. That, have, that are kind of built into the foundation of the Bible and Christianity and things like that. Um, I, yeah, I just, I'm kind of like, like you were saying, it's just constantly questioning. But my grandma, she was a Sunday school teacher and she was the one who really, you know, was like my, uh, almost like my pastor. Like I just would learn from her, but she's sassy too. <laughs> she's like, she's got this, you know, she she's hilarious. But she would always, she just has all these great little sayings Um you know, and she would always just talk about people needing purpose. And that's what I found, like, after I got hurt and I didn't have purpose, like, music I know now is my purpose. But I also think a lot about, um, you know, like, when I study the sciences and vibrations and things like that, Big Bang Theory, there's a lot of parallels in the Bible and exactly. with things that, yes. like, how we were created and things like that. It's like, oh, the Big Bang Theory, like, that doesn't sound anything remotely yeah, like exactly. you know like the, the bible to you in the yeah. beginning like yeah oh yeah, yeah totally and that's why i i think we do ourselves a disservice as people of faith if we just say like no that's that's how it happened i'm, I'm going to the creation museum yeah and this is exactly how it says and I, not only because it's you know kind of uh presumptuous to say well i know better than the entire scientific community yeah. but it also disrespects the heritage of the Bible, yeah. because that's you know, there's just so much more to the text than the very literal translation. Well, I always, I always think about. Uh, I had a Western Civ class, and I can't remember like uh, the philosopher, philosopher, yeah, philosopher. Can't remember the philosopher that we were talking about, but he said, "To speak is to be misunderstood," hmm. and what he meant by that was that. Everyone, you're laughing at the dog snoring. Yeah, always animals in the podcast. Always, it's either my cat rolling across the microphone. It's like, or the dog snoring. But we'll deal with the dog snoring because it's over there. Um, but yeah, as philosopher, he said to speak is to be misunderstood, and what he meant was that we all um, attribute experience, life experience, to every word. You know, every word that we know is. You know, like when you think of any word, it's yeah. just, you you don't realize it, but you're attributing like a lot of life experience Absolutely. to what that word means. Yes. When someone says, 
domestic violence. Mm -hmm. That means different things to different people. And, you know, to someone who has experience compared to someone who's only seen it on TV, you know, it means, Mm -hmm. it just means very different things. And uh, so... I also think of that a lot of times when it comes to the Bible because it's like that was so long ago. And words mean different things over time. Yeah, and just yeah. how they change. And well, just... you, know, you know what's crazy is that we know more about the ancient, the, the ancient um, literature that the Bible came out of now than we, do, than we did like 500 years ago. Just yeah. because we know more about the ancient Hebrew and we know more about the ancient text, I should say. Um, and I think it's really important for us to like try to get back to what things like you know without putting uh two millennia of uh our own biases and assumptions on things to try to get back to the original meaning and truth right and you know that's why i said i'm not really a religious person because that's yeah religion gets built on top of yeah and then it also it's like you don't want to be put in a box you know it's like and it's another thing my grandma always said was uh always be questioning a good, she always said, a good Christian always is, is questioning and seeking, uh, totally. seeking knowledge and stuff. And it's cool because I love learning about like uh, ancient Egyptian cultures and stuff like that, and the things that they knew. And that starts blowing my mind, you know, <laughs> like the pyramids and how they were built, and yeah. uh, you know, the fact that they're pr- like, uh, is it the? which pyramid it is uh, I'm blanking but it's it's true north it's like set true north to the stars like to, to like an oomph of a degree and it's like how on earth did they do that like it takes us seven years to rebuild uh, you know the world trade center yeah. and uh, you know they ha- you know I know it took a long time but it's just like to that precision what was going on there? I don't know. I learned a lot. I listened to people talk about like ancient cultures. I was going to say ancient aliens. Not ancient aliens. <laughs> well, I mean that too. That too. Like I have seen that show, and it's and it's just interesting. Like to to just I don't know. Think about that stuff. Maybe that's yeah. like the because I love psychology and I love just you know I, I do. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do find them to be fun. You know yeah, what I mean? And to yeah. dive into, but like. There's so many things about Egyptian culture, and uh, and and I would love to travel over there. You've done some traveling. You've been to. Um, I've been to India. You've been to India. That that was the other thing like, I wanted to talk about a little bit. So, because I think it's interesting. You know, I think you're. It helps you to be a well-rounded person is to travel. I've traveled some. I wish I could travel more. With obviously the wheelchair. Um, but talk about some of your travels. You said India. And... I've been to India, Croatia, Italy. Um, I guess I've been to been to the Bahamas. Everybody's been to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the Bahamas. Yeah. I've been to Florida. It's all right. It's you just of... go to Florida. And I've been to Florida and I've been to Huntington Beach, California, and that was yeah. that was really dope. But um, so like, talk about some of those places. What was the, what was the most interesting place you went to? And well, obviously India was India, insane. Just yeah. mind blowing, totally culture shock kind of. Yeah. Well, what's cool about India is that I mean, you go to Europe and you really experience a very similar yeah. equivalent over there, like yeah. similar buses, similar water vending machines. Like right. it just feels very analogous. But India was like, what? <laughs> Everything just felt really crazy and different. And I, I went two times. Both uh, were for a job that I had in, uh, for a software company. And both times I went, it was like for like four weeks. So a lot of that time was spent in an office. But it was, yeah, it was so different from our culture. And 
I mean, like I said, the first time I was there, it was just like, it just seemed like nothing made sense. Like, like there was no rules. Like, I didn't understand anything. The second time you start to, like, see the patterns, you're like, okay, I get this now a little bit more. But it was a really cool place. It was in the south part of India. Um, Chennai is the, the city. Oh, wow. And um, I got an Indian wardrobe because... Oh, really? Know, I think I... Yeah. Did, you have a pic- did you have a picture yeah. close to that? Yeah, I think yeah. I've seen that. That's That must have been... It was really like insane. It was really cool, and it was like very practical because it's so crazy hot there. That um, I mean, the temperature one day was like 115 degrees. Yeah, so they wear like the long robes that, but they're like really thin yeah. and like silky, right? Yeah, and, it's and really thin. Yeah, because you know when you're younger and you don't get it, you're like, it's so hot. Why are they wearing so much clothes? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, keep the sun off them, yeah. but the clothes are like breathable and exactly. stuff like that. Yes. You gotta get me an Indian silk robe. <laughs> that sounds dope. And wear it, it on stage. It's very cool. I mean, like. Ravi Shankar style. Yeah, right. I have those things, but like, I've never found occasion to wear them here. Should have <laughs> worn it to the podcast. It's nice and nice and nice and chill out today. It just like doesn't make sense here, but it definitely made sense in India. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and we were talking about. Um, we were talking a little bit about like the culture of family there, yeah. And it's you know people are so I'm sure it makes you see even more how spoiled people are here. Yeah, it's like oh my gosh, yeah. And 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 you know like people you get judged if like you live at home where people over there they like oh, they all cling the together and take care of family. For sure. Yeah. It's all about family. It's all about taking care of the elders. The parents and, live with the kids or yeah. the kids live with the parents and it's like you know, you don't have people just going off to nursing homes like you do here. Yeah. Um, they live with the family, which I think that's amazing and I, I so appreciate that part of their culture and um, like I was telling you, they just have a real reverence for their elders and uh, they're very relationship like, I mean, I don't want to generalize the entire no, of subcontinent, not. but they're just like... Don't worry. They're, that, they're, that, they're very... I mean, I, the I don't people... think I don't think I have a huge following in <laughs> India right now, so it's not like you get a, a lot of Twitter. Yeah, but... Um, I mean, maybe a generalizing in a nice way is still nice, but... Yeah. Um, my colleagues were amazing, and they were so generous with their time and resources, and, like, my manager, he would... Um, pick me up to take me to the office every day, but he'd also introduce me to his family and they made dinner for me when I was sick and you just really got a sense that you had this incredible belonging to a family that you'd never met before. So was this, is your ma- this was your manager there or like yeah. he was your manager was, in general? Was, like even in America he was no, your manager? Or? No, he was the manager for the for, um, Chennai office. Oh, okay. Wow, that's great. So mm-hmm. like what, what kind of software and stuff were you working on and like what... Can you talk about it? It's super is it, secret. Is it top secret? No, it's just Edward super Snowden boring. shit. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like a business management software. Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so I also wanted to ask you because I know that like uh, you, um, you're fun. You're a fun gal. I like that. Like watch different programs and like that. Like <laughs> me. What What's new? What's What's new? What you've been watching on TV? Oh what have you been listening to? Uh, and going to see any movies lately? You know, I like to get into the pop, the pop culture yeah. stuff and things like that. Have you had time for that? Mm, I'm like the most boring person ever. So you got me wrong. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. You You're into the old school stuff, yeah. right? Like we were talking about the Office and stuff yeah, like the that. Office and, and we were talking about watched. perspectives on like how. Um, 
which I thought was interesting, which I wanted to bring up, which was how as we get older, we look back at books yeah. and, and things. And we were talking about Jim and Pam and their yeah. relationship in the office and how it totally seems different now when you look at it. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, like Jim, was, yeah, you said Dwight had it figured yes, out. Yes, yeah, Explain mean, your Dwight, your okay, Dwight so theory. Okay, so Jim was like the total um, heartthrob of the office to the right. casual watcher. Right. The first time around, especially when I was younger. Yeah, they were they were America's sweethearts, exactly. which is what I said. Yes. But, and then I watched it and later. And then you're watching again. I'm 28 now. I mean, in the show, he's probably, what, 20? I like how you touched your chest when you said, I'm 28, 28 now. now. Yeah, I'm like, you can't see, but I'm being expressive back here. <laughs> this was great. Um, but go ahead. So I'm imagining, like, at the beginning of the show, he was maybe in that range, maybe 25, 26. Um, right, right, Supposed right. to be portraying. Right. And so I'm just looking at him like, get your life together, man. Get your life together. And then I'm looking You're at Dwight. working low end of the totem yeah. pole and the he's paper, not even, place. he's not even trying. He has no... This is the thing about Jim. He had no ambition for like seven seasons. Right. Dwight, meanwhile, is running like a bed and breakfast. Like he has a beet farm. <laughs> he is... He owns land. Entrepreneurship. He, he owns super, land. He, Yo, he works super a, hard at so his funny. job. Like he's the man. And... He can defend anybody can, in the office he can, because he he's can got... Defend. He can defend. Yes. He wants to procreate. He wants to <laughs> have children. He he's has a man. In, in an apocalypse, he's totally yes. the one, like, yeah. prepared. Exactly. That's a good so, point. So, I mean, yeah, he's a dork, and, like, he's a try-hard, and he's a suck-up, but he grows out of that, and, yeah, he's 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 the unsung hero of the office. Well, sure. I mean, he's the assistant... To the, the assistant regional manager. Yes, assistant, <laughs> assistant to the regional manager or, or assistant region man, regional manager. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. No, I was saying the same thing. Like, I watch it now and I'm like, Pam is such a bitch. Like, oh my God. I was like, watch it. Like, I, was, I just decided to go back and watch over the whole thing. And I'm like, what is she? She is putting this guy through hell. See, I, but like, I get what you're saying though now because you're right. Jim didn't have his, have his stuff together. I mean, so. and Pam could be irritating, but I also appreciated... I mean, just from a writer's perspective, I feel like they really wrote nope. her as like a, yeah. a a real person. That is very true. That is like very you could, true. Uh, you know, just the conflicts that came up in their relationship, you're like, yeah, that's totally accurate. Yeah. I, see that. I, well, I mean, that's one of the great shows ever. I also, I also think about the show Friends a lot because I remember watching it when I was younger and thinking like, they're so much older. They're oh, like these yeah. old adults, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Then you're like, oh. and, and exactly. And I saw a meme the other <laughs> no. day that said something like, uh, "You didn't realize when you were growing up that your parents were too." And yes. I was like, "Yeah, I remember being at my dad's thirtieth birthday party. How weird is that?" I don't know if what's weirder that you were there or that you remember it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'll be thirty soon. That's that, so can weird. you imagine having a kid that is old enough to remember being at your 30th? Yeah, and like how much growing up you still have to do at exactly. 30th. <laughs> my parents were in their 20s when they had us. All three mm-hmm. of my, me and my brothers, like, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 33 and I could, I mean, I have different circumstances, but still, I don't even know if I could, like, I, I watched my brother and gave him props. He's got two little girls yeah. and uh, I was like, oh, there's no way I could do that. I would like walk around with a loaded gun, you know, and I know that's like such a, uh, you know, like stereotype or something, or what do you want to call it? Like a, uh, maybe somewhat wrong thing to say, but like, that's just, I think there's something innate and inherent, like about protecting little girls. I don't know. (laughs) It could be worse things, right? Right. Yeah. It's so weird to think about 
where we're at in life and like well, the kids are growing up so fast like they're I was in Walmart the other day and it was a kid just getting pushed around a stroller and he's got his little iPhone and he's like mesmerized by it. I can remember so many times and still this happens all the time like a restaurant or something like that. Kids, they're not, for the most part, they're just like fascinated with like my wheelchair and Mm -hmm. looking at me where adults, like there is definitely a portion of the population that gets weirded out by people who are disabled. And that's unfortunate, but yeah, like unfortunate. I'm, I'm not gonna pretend like that doesn't exist. Like there's people who can't even eat around people who are disabled because it just freaks them out. That's insane. It is kind of insane, but well, it's not. It's I don't not know. Just kind of insane. It's re- that's really insane. Yeah, I don't know. My hands are kind of floppy and weird. Maybe it weirds people out because <laughs> they don't move like normal hands. I don't know. See, I love that my friends, like in my band and stuff, that like they make fun of my disability yeah. and my hands stuff like that. So they make me feel totally comfortable with it, but. Um, I like, I can always, all the time I see kids and they'll, and they'll just look at me and they'll smile and I'll wave and they'll like laugh and wave back or something like that. And lately I've been seeing a lot of kids just with their face in an iPhone or an iPad and it's like a little cartoon on or a little game or something like that. I think I actually said to the mom, what's she, what's she watching on there? Uh, I said something like, what's she watching? Joe Rogan or something like that. And she's like, I don't know what she's watching. I just, I saw that something and I was just like, What? What do you mean you don't know what she's watching? Like, are you being serious or are you just, like, screwing with me? Like, (sighs) do you not know what your child's watching? I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to be bad when they get older, when when the generation... Because, I mean... Okay, so you're 28. Did Mm -hmm. did you have a cell phone in high school? Like a a Um, smartphone? Probably not, right? No, it was a flip phone. It was a Motorola Razr, pink, that me and my sister shared. Dope. That you shared. Well, like, yeah, so, you know, when we had swim team practice, the parents could come pick us up. Yeah, so, okay, so you were just on, like, the cusp, just the edge of, like, right before kids started having... Can you imagine having a smartphone in high school? No, 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 no. I mean, I think it's already damaging enough when you are an adult and like you have all your adult senses about you to differentiate between okay this is somebody's instagram feed versus this is what life is like in real life on a day-to-day basis if i can identify that the phone is damaging me Mm -hmm. because i'm addicted to it like i don't know if i'm addicted to it or if it's just such a great tool you know, are you yeah. addicted to your camera? You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It's like... Oh, don't get ha- me wrong. Ha- I, I love I love the internet. Yeah. I love my phone because they, like, are tools to access. Like, I, yeah. I access all kinds of podcasts. Your podcasts, listen yeah. to all kinds of, like, theology podcasts. I learn how to make sourdough bread on the internet. Yeah. I mean, it's such a tool. But when you misuse it and it becomes uh, something that replaces your real-life relationships or your real-life activities or hobbies or outlets then i think that's when it crosses over into a problem and i think for a lot of buckley made me laugh the other day he said he didn't make it up it was a meme or something but he said what he say uh remember when teachers used to say you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket yeah it's like yeah (laughs) guess they were wrong because not only do i have a calculator but i also have pretty much any information at my fingertips what do i need to learn from you lady that's true. Or dude. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I'm worried about I'm worried about the the youth. I don't know, man. Like, try. I've definitely cut out a lot of news out oh of my, my life. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> it, yes. 
Yes. It's like, okay, just go outside and smell and everything's okay. Well, here's the thing that's scary to me about the news. Yeah. Is I don't I don't affiliate myself with either either side of the political spectrum. Right. Um smart. But well, I, no one should like you should judge yeah, everyone you. on their character. If they happen to be a Democrat, then so be it. If they're a Republican, so be it. But like judge them on their character. That's how I feel. And I feel like you should look at issues individually apart right. from your party. Right. But I, I mean, what scares me about the news is that they all have a financial interest in right. getting you riled up. Right. That's what's scary. Click, clickbait and and getting a. Viewers to watch and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very scary, and uh, I think we do best when we don't assume that the person on the other side of the table is evil or that they have bad intentions. Right. Yeah, I feel like people need to listen and have more. I think that's why podcasts are so popular because if you tune into CNN, it's like you get six different people. And each one of them talks for about two minutes and you get a little bit of this, that, and the other thing. And then it's like they move on and they have like talking points and everything. Mm -hmm. Where with the podcasts, um, you know, I was watching one last night and they had one of the, something young or yang, one of the presidential, there's like 30 Democratic nominees at this point. I can't keep them all straight. So, um, but he was on uh, Ben Shapiro's show and... um, it was like, you know, those two guys are definitely far apart, but they were having a conversation. And normally, I wouldn't want to li- really care to listen to either one of them. Like, I'm just trying, been really kind of tuning out. I do believe, mm-hmm. I do believe in the whole, uh, you know, idea that, you know, our government is reliant on an informed citizenry, but mm-hmm. it's like, what information are you taking in? And then there's like over overload of information. And totally. so I try to, um, I try to just read some articles here and there and then fact check those articles. Yeah. But for the most part, like the news is, and that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think it's more that like the news is overblowing stuff and hyping a lot of this stuff up? Or do you think that things are kind of starting to spiral out of control and get worse? I think we're meant to believe that it's spiraling out of control and getting worse. Because having people always thought, like look back at Vietnam. I look back at World War II. II. My word, like, if the you whole, lived through that, didn't you like? Wouldn't you think that the the world that this is the yeah. apocalypse we are living in? Everyone was yes listening to the radio at night, like you know what? Like people go to Facebook now, just like what what is going on? What is happening today? You know, like everyone can gather around the radio to mm-hmm. listen to the news report, and even back then they were doing fake stuff. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot more solid reporting and news, but right. like even back if you. All the way back to colonial times, even they used to print up flyers and pamphlets that were totally false about the other candidates, stuff like that. Yeah, things have. I mean, the it's, news has definitely changed. I mean, I don't want to. I I'm, I'm trying this this uh, to practice what I preach when I'm not going to speak on authority of things that I don't know about. Right. Because yeah. I think we should all do that. But I think maybe the news is probably at a different place than it's ever been but well we should qualify we are not experts on anything <laughs> at all so don't take yes. anything except as... for listening to podcasts yeah except we're, for listening to podcasts we're good at that we're good at that i listen to a lot of podcasts and uh yeah we, I, I can i can say whether a podcast is good or not yes, i'm i'm confident sure. in my ability to identify a good podcast but what i 
find the most comfort in because I mean, like I said, we're meant to believe that the world is spiraling out of control and that it's worse now than ever in every way possible. Is that like um, when you read the Bible, it tells us there's nothing new under the sun. And when you look around and you, you know, you start to connect like, wow, yeah. If you know about history, if you, um, like, you know, going back to the Bible, if you read the Bible, you see the same kind of petty, ridiculous stuff that's happening in our world that's been happening since yeah. the dawn of man. Yeah. just what we're really good at, unfortunately. Yeah. And, w- wars uh, and, uh, you know, destroying the environment and things yeah. like that. You know, and I always try to, like, simplify things to people in, in ways. It's like, okay, well, let, let's not talk about, climate change or global warming but hey isn't it just cool to like be good to the environment Mm -hmm. regardless of whether there's a coming catastrophe or not wouldn't it be cool just to be good to the environment regardless of whether there's something bad happening in the you know in in, uh, impending doom or or not that has to do with um stewardship too i mean i know that conservatives and sometimes christians get to be in that pile but you know, they're not the best uh, global warming, you know, they're naysayers in that area. But I don't know what you do with, you know, at the beginning we are given this, this calling to, to care for God's creation. And yeah. uh, whether you believe that global warming is real or however yeah, you stand on that. that's what I always say. I'm not a like, scientist. I, yeah. I, I can repeat some stuff I've read or heard from other scientists and... I'd like to think we should believe scientists, right. but you know, it's like there's um, nothing wrong with stewardship yeah. and like caring for the place where we live. Right. It's like that. That's how I feel. It's <laughs> like okay, like and... um, you are pro-life and this person's pro-choice, but can't we agree that uh, you know, um, preg- uh, teen pregnancy is probably a, not a good thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Or or uh, you know, things like that. Uh, it's like, well, what can we agree on? I just feel like people have lost perspective on common ground. Yeah. And uh, like just, I don't know. It's like I have friends who are on the left who are completely, you know, far left. I have friends who are complete far right Trump supporters. And mm-hmm. like... I do too. Well, yeah, like when I hang out, it's like, uh, you know, uh, we're all, we have way more in common. We do. <laughs> it's like, but we it's like do. that defense thing you were talking about, like with... Yeah. with you know, Christianity or, or other groups too, people who are atheists, people who are, you know, believe in other things. There's a lot of tribalism going on yeah. and people who just jump to this like defensive mode and we gotta like, we gotta find a way to, to break out of that. Podcast. You know what I think is great uh, that really helps people to like put down their armor is asking. Right. It's just say, why, why do you believe that? Or can you tell me more? Yeah. Or you know, just like actually wanting to understand the position somebody else comes from, you may never change their opinion and you may never change your opinion, but it's so beneficial to be able to just like lay down your defenses and have a conversation as human beings about things that are really important to you. Yeah. I just think, I think there's a lot of like underlying, uh, things that aren't really being discussed or being like talked about. So say someone believes something politically, right. Um, but they're also like, have a bunch of stuff going on in their life and they're not feeling fulfilled and they're not happy so like this thing it gives them like a power almost and online and if they go and they rant and they yell and they uh you know they get aggressive and stuff like that it almost is like 
filling that void and it's like a, they almost become addicted to it and I see it all the time and I'm like man if these people could just feel a little bit better about their lives they would see that like these positions they're so strongly clinging to you can still have that position and the next the guy next to you or girl next to you have a different one and be totally fine and still make music together I have different people who believe all different stuff in my band and we all make music together I've got dry mouth <laughs> That's true. And you know what's Better. funny is I talked to um, some of my friends about this recently that I've eliminated some of my friends on like Facebook or Instagram. It's a good call. And I actually have really close relationships with some of these people in real life, but I realized yeah. that their online avatar was a total jerk. Yep. And I just didn't like being around them online even. So I don't know. I think you have permission to do that. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to put up with it's, somebody's political rants every day. Yeah, it's silly, it's especially true. if you enjoy them as a human being. Like, yeah. why should that destroy your relationship? Yeah, I, I, and it's funny because like when Facebook and, and Instagram started, I really friended a lot of people to try and get them to friend me, and that was kind of the concept. You know what I mean? And it still is, in a way, works. If you go and follow a bunch of people on Instagram, most of them are going to follow you back. And uh, but. Now to the point where like I follow like 500 people and my feed is just like, what is going on? And like, again, buckwheat with the good advice. It's like, bro, you need to like get <laughs> yeah. your feed catered because he's, he's really good with computers, technology, everything like that. He's just, he, he's also like a little OCD. So like, he just kind of like makes sure everything's done like the way he wants it. And his, his Instagram feed, I want it. It's so entertaining. It's like mm -hmm. funny videos and like skateboard videos and uh, like videos of like surfers slamming and like wiping out and stuff. And it's just like all this and it's all stuff that's entertaining and it's not political. It's not um, tribal. It's not uh, it's not anything that's like controversial. It's just like good stuff. Like I want to I want my feed to be like funny cat videos i love cats and, <laughs> and puppies and and uh you know like my nieces and like yeah. baseball and sports and it's stuff it's totally important to be intentional about how you're showing up online yeah and for me as a business sometimes that means connecting to people who are in my area and investing in those relationships with the people that i already know and love my friends and sometimes it means backing away from things that are like trigger like comparison or backing away from things that like just make me angry yeah i mean because while you're online you still have to be making a good use of your time like it's just not yeah it's crazy because like I'm, I'm my brand is me yeah. so it's like so strange that my like the audience is interested in my music but mm -hmm. What drives my music is my life and yeah. so it's like i like to share that and i and you like we talked about it earlier like i'm super open especially with the podcast now um people can really get to know who i am but the, but then i go out and like i go to that like music fair yesterday and there's people who know who i am i don't know who they are and yeah. it's almost like a little bit of a bug out and it starts to make you realize like man uh it just makes you look at things different like quote unquote fame, like I've experienced mm -hmm. a small, the smallest, smallest dose of that, and it's already like freaking me out a little bit. And yeah. and I, but I've also shared, I have shared like political ideas and thoughts like that, and had people reach out to me and be like, you know, I don't really voice my political opinion or I don't my, voice my ideas or about this or that, but I'm so glad you did and mm -hmm. I agree with you. So I constantly, am yeah. balancing that, like how much should I speak out on things, 
how much shouldn't I? Because it, I'm a public figure in a way, you know, and like my whole persona is out there. Everybody sees my stuff and knows pretty much what I'm about, mm -hmm. you know, at this point. Well, I think there's a difference between um, spreading vitriol and, right. so, and and just standing up for what you believe in. Because True. I do that too as a, as a person. Like, not everybody agrees with um, my views on stuff, but right. I try to choose my battles in a sense, the things that are really important to me. Good point. Um, I don't need to have an opinion on this, that, or the other thing, but the things that are I find are really foundational to who I am. I don't want to be in business if that means I can't share those parts of myself. Um, and I don't think you would be honest with yourself if you didn't share those parts of your personality yeah. through your music and through your and that, influence. Yeah, that's why, like, on the podcast, I share updates on my health and yeah. struggles. And sometimes I have a bad day, and I don't feel like podcasting, but I podcast anyway and just talk about my bad day. Yeah. And it's a little bit of therapy for me, and then hopefully somebody else listens to it. And because I feel like social media can be a highlight reel, mm -hmm. and you're just seeing other people's highlight reel, and sometimes it can almost reinforce negative thoughts about yourself because you're like, man, here's this other person who's doing maybe the same thing you're doing, or doing something else. They're successful, or they're posting pictures with their family, and this and that. And you're like, man, I don't have a family, or I don't have a girlfriend, or I don't have whatever a pet, or I don't have this job that I want, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, and. Uh, it's really like they're all struggling too. Everybody, mm -hmm. everybody's struggling. Everybody's, you know, yeah. everybody has good days, bad days, and uh, so like I just want to put my bad days out there with my good days because I don't want people to think I'm just oh I recorded this and this was great and oh this is great and my life's so great you know because mm -hmm. I, it's it's not all great and right. I think uh, it, I think it helps people to see that oh we were talking about that like just people seeing the reality and the rawness of life I mean. You like some of the podcasts you listen to. It don't you think that's what you get from it? Is that it's a little bit more long form, like people yeah. expressing real ideas and not just quick little sound bites. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've been talking for quite some time here, so I think <laughs> we can go ahead and wrap it up. But I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Is there anything you want to promote or put out there? Maybe your information on where people can find you. Sure, I am Kristen Greger on. Um, in life, I'm Kristen Greger, but on Instagram, I'm at Pedaling Glass. And on Facebook, I am Pedaling Glass Photography. So, oh, on YouTube, I am Kristen Greger. Ah, so, you're on YouTube doing, yeah. some, doing some videos. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, well, we will talk again soon. And yes. thanks again for being on The Motion Show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Take care.